Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I think that I'm going to be doing this a long time. Um, you know, I just like, I just want to make good music, you know? It's not going to be teeny, like, it's not going to be like, old I just want to make good music you know some people they want to grow up too fast and they I mean they don't want these teen fans but you know at the end of the day you, you want everybody to love you this is the vault by access hollywood we're taking you on an epic journey into the heart of hollywood with iconic interviews and fascinating conversations from the biggest stars in the business the vault opens now What is up, everybody? I'm Scott Evans. And I am Zuri Hall. And thanks for coming back to another episode of The Vault by Access Hollywood. Today, today is another day. It is. <laughs> yes. Normally I say another day, another dollar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But in this case, it's maybe another 15 cents. But in <laughs> the world of this podcast, mm-hmm. it is a pop icons celebration. We got... Justin Bieber today, y'all. The Biebs. Are you a believer? I believe in Bieber. I like his music. So I you am believe, a fan. You, be, you believe? I mean, believe, believe is a strong identification for my day-to-day lifestyle choices. Okay. I feel like Hard. I support believers. I love his music. I really do. I wouldn't call myself a stan, but no doubt. I love some Justin Bieber music. So believe-ish. Believe, yes, I'm believe-ish, I'm believe-ish. Okay. Would would you categorize yourself as a believer? I'm gonna be honest with you. There was a time where I tried to grow my hair to do that thing. (laughs) You remember that you were back in the day when you used to do that like head thing? How did I, that work out for you? It guys? didn't. It didn't. It's a totally different <laughs> yeah. hair texture. Yeah, nobody this told is me. Tricky, no one right? told me. Yeah. Nobody wanted to break it to you. Nobody. Was big like that. It was. It was. So you got that. Grow it out. It grow it out. It yeah, like try it. Biotin. That's it. You get. Try some biotin <laughs> for your hair, your nails, uh, <laughs> and your skin. No, it didn't. It didn't work out too well for me. But I will tell you that. Justin Bieber is one of those artists that you can play an album from the beginning to the end and you don't skip. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you don't yeah. skip. In fact, I mean, he's 27 years old now, right? He's accomplished mm-hmm. more than, you know, other, he's packed in so much uh, uh, album sales and world tours and DVDs and, yeah. and you know, the bowl cut made cool again. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, right. His debut haircut. Yeah, I tried it. I was like, I'm just... I need you need to start running these little choices by me. I guess you already <laughs> yes, had them. You weren't in my a life. Bowl cut? You weren't in my, no, you weren't in my I life. Know. That was the blessing you needed. Your friends were setting you up for that. For Halloween, it was terrible. I had the scarf <laughs> with the, the, you remember the big scarves? Oh my were like God, the, I remember With the purple the and the high top chucks or the high top yep, sneaker. Yeah, little side swoop bang before, Man. before that was a thing for the guys. Honestly, the more I think about it, I've always, Bieber's always had hits, first of all. So always. what nobody's going to do is ever play him. Like he does not consistently produce consistently. fire music. Um, 
I might be a low key believer. Ooh, you know what it is when I when I hear upgrade from believers to believer in minutes. Here's why in minutes because I started thinking about all the songs that I've loved over the years, yeah. and and the fact that there's never been an album that I was like, yeah, nah, that one wasn't for me. Right. And when people say like, oh, are you a Swifty? Are you a believer? Are you a part of the Beehive? It all just feels so. Intense, intense to me and i'm a commitment folk so it's like i just don't know if i can <laughs> i don't know if i have the time put that label on. I, don't I don't like boxes I... I don't know i don't, I don't know. know i don't know like the music i don't know if i like the box but, uh, <laughs> but in a very casual way yes I, I think it is actually safe to say i, I believe i believe you believe okay i, I like how this escalated from believish mm -hmm. to believer in less than <laughs> four minutes that's the power of Bieber. Hey, listen, I mean, it really is. We talk about being able to put an album on and play it from beginning to end. He's one of the first artists, I think the first artist uh, to have seven songs from a debut record chart on the Billboard Hot 100, right? Wow. Like seven songs from the first album, all hit. Yeah. Hit. hit after hit after hit. And then, it's hard to believe that he's only 27. I mean, he looks the part. He looks young. And obviously him and Haley are beautiful and in the prime of their 20-something-year-old lives. Mm -hmm. But he's been around for so long working his butt off that it just seems like more time had to pass. But it hasn't. I mean, it was 2020. Uh, Bieber became the youngest solo artist just last year, age 25, to have seven number one albums. You were talking about seven songs on the first album the seven. that charted. You hear me? Now he got seven number one albums. Do you understand how crazy that is? Do you know the only other artist to 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 do this or the, the artist who previously held this record was Elvis Presley? Wow. Which says a lot, right? Like, I think it's fitting that that would be the case. They're certainly different artists, but Elvis iconic Presley hair. at iconic his time, hair. iconic hair, certainly both stars in their own right at the peak of their celebrity. So <laughs> it's fitting that Bieber is the one to take the title after Elvis. So I was watching the Billie Eilish documentary on Apple TV Plus, mm -hmm. and uh, there's a moment where she shares her love, I mean, her sincere love. She talks about at being 12 years old and believing that she was in a relationship with Justin Bieber. And she shows this video and it's, it's her at 12 years old. And she's like, I just, I am nervous that one day I'll grow up and have, and when I have a, a boyfriend, he just won't, he just won't compare because I'm really in love with Justin Bieber. And oh I quote, I can't really handle that. Oh my God. <laughs> so I have committed to a life of singleness. Of like just trying to figure out how this Bieber thing will work out. And right. they, they, she shows this, this, um, this interaction that they had at Coachella um, during the Ariana Grande performance. And I remember mm -hmm. standing right next to Justin Bieber in that like maybe moments right before that and looking over at him and I was like, man, he's really vibing. And Haley mm -hmm. comes over with a shot, we'd hug and kiss and you know, they, uh -huh. they do the thing and then you go back uh -huh. into the, the audience. And so then you see this love that he could be, think about no one else on the planet right now can really mm -hmm. understand what Billie Eilish is going through, but Justin Bieber. So 16, Launch, launched into superstardom. Oh, right, right, right. You know yep. what I mean? Musically, mm -hmm. to be on covers of magazines and, and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Mega, mega star. All, all, give me all the Grammys. Yeah, yeah. It was a really, really, and he just seemed so much more grown up. Uh-huh. 
you know, he he did jumped on the the remix of Bad Guy, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she said at one point he could he could literally send back poop. <gasps> he could literally send back just him saying poop on the track, and I'd love it. She'd be like, this is great. This is gold. It's Put it visionary. Out. Put it out. And I understand. I understand the statement he's trying to make with this. Yeah. Let's do it. But there Let's are fans it. of Justin Bieber that feel that way. Like we are in a relationship. <laughs> well, because well, I do. So that I actually do relate to, right? Um, but I remember being really young and fangirl culture. People joke about, oh my God, fandom. It's so intense. It's mm-hmm. so intense. But when you are 12 and 13 and going through puberty and you're like, oh my God, why am I feeling this way? Oh my God, he blinked. And like, what was that tingle? Mm-hmm. Like you are obsessed. These new little feelings feel so good. And you see these cute uh, boys and girls on these magazine covers who look like hotter versions of the punk ass kids that you're going to school with. <laughs> and you just just spiral. Roll. <laughs> uh, like you were saying, he's had so many awards. I mean, he's won a Grammy, 18 American Music Awards, 20 Billboard Music Awards, two Brit Awards, a Latin Grammy, and a record 21 MTV Europe Music Awards mm, mm, and mm. four MTV Video Music Awards. Um, he only had two just, videos. <laughs> well, four, four words with two different videos. Don't make no sense. Um, so obviously we're going to throw it back to one of his earlier videos. What's really fascinating about Justin to me is he was one of the very first celebrities who rose to fame via the internet. Yes. Right? Remember, like YouTube was just becoming a thing. People were still trying to wrap their minds around it. Yep. Meanwhile, young kids were getting famous off of it. Uh, these days, we see it all the time. Instagram, TikTok, YouTube stars. Yep. But back in the late 2000s, this was a new thing. And in 2007, at just 12 years old, Bieber was discovered by Scooter Braun, his longtime manager, uh, when Scooter came across a YouTube video of Bieber singing at a local competition in Stratford, Canada, which he came in second place at. Access sat down with Bieber for the first time back Back in 09, where Justin explained how he got discovered. And fun fact, he was just 15 years old when this interview took place. Listen to this. What happened was I was in a singing competition. And uh, some of my friends and family couldn't make the singing competition. So I put YouTube videos of the competition on YouTube uh, just for them to see. And uh, I guess it blew up. I got 1,000 views and uh, 100,000 views and a million views. Uh, Then, like... 100 million views. No, I'm at 58 million views now. Can you even grasp that number? I don't know if I can. 58 million. It's a lot. I mean, is it wild to, to think that that many people are listening to these songs? Yeah, you're doing? yeah. It's crazy. I, I would never have thought that would happen. And, and you can play. I was watching you play the guitar, and I know you play other instruments. When did when did that start, the love for music, going back before all the internet stuff? Um, Music started... At a very young age, I was about two years old, started playing uh, playing the drums. And started drums, piano, then guitar. And uh, so I, I was always introduced to music, but didn't start singing till I was roughly like nine. And then, I don't know, I didn't still didn't really take it seriously. I would just sing around the house. And then um, it wasn't until I was 12 till I sang publicly. Talk about meeting Usher and that first experience and, and where that's brought you now. Um, so what happened was I was uh, flown out to Atlanta by a manager, uh, his name's Scooter Braun, uh, flown, flown out to Atlanta um, just to meet with him and, and meet different producers and different uh, different people. I was actually going to meet Jermaine Dupri at his studio, um, and who, who rolls up? Usher in his, ro- in his, uh, in his um, Range Rover. Yeah, rolls up, and I was like, is that who I think it is? And, and Scooter was like, yeah. 
And so I ran up to him. I was like, Usher, Usher, I love your songs. You want me to sing you one? And he was like, um, let's just go inside, little buddy. It's cold out. So he, the politest possible way he could say no, he did. And I was like, wow, he just turned me down. And I was a little disappointed. He had to go into a studio session, so I was like, whatever. And uh, a week later, he actually watched my videos um, with my manager and was like, oh my gosh, why didn't I let him sing? So flew me back to Atlanta where I got to meet him again, and uh, he wanted to sign me. Um, but there was something else. Justin Timberlake, right? Yes, Justin Timberlake um, also wanted to sign me. Uh, it was like kind of like what happened was Justin Timberlake and Usher both went into a ring and boxed it out. <laughs> and I th the outcome was Usher. I think it was a TKO. Huh? Pretty <laughs> funny, man. Um, but not too often does Justin Timberlake had said no to. So Usher gave you a good offer, and you had the, you know. Yeah, well, it was basically, um, it was all down to having having uh, having Island Def Jam back me up as well as uh, right. um, L.A. Reid. Um, so so it was just an amazing uh, amazing opportunity. So I went with it. So what I cannot let pass is this story. <laughs> First of all, his little voice is the cutest. Little baby Bieber. Thing. Also, but he was all of 15 and he just still had that sweet little voice. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, so I was saying, I was saying, you know, and they and were they had to fight each other. And it was a TKO. It was, it was a TKO. TKO. Making little jokes and stuff. Right. Okay, Bieber, cracking jokes. So what is so wild about that? He talks about how Usher... Um, you know, kind of passed on the opportunity to hear him sing initially just kind of in the hustle and bustle and rush. And then Bieber did sing for him. He ended up going with Usher and Island Def Jam. Fun fact, <clears throat> I was super into music first. It was one of my first loves, singing and songwriting. And I interned in Atlanta at Def Jam Records Atlanta offices. So like all the big wigs there. I was helping them. I was working for them. I was assisting. I was working the front desk at Def Jam sometimes. And this cute little white boy, walks into the lobby one day when I'm sitting at the, the front desk and I'm ready to go. And mind you, like, like leave the office. Like I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Exhausted. Ready to go. To go. And um, it's a label. So you get people coming in all the time, trying to come in all the time mm -hmm. to like pitch themselves, substances, whatever. So this kid was supposed to be there. Like he had a meeting or whatever it was, but I had no idea who this kid was. Cute little dude comes in and he's like talking shop. A guy who I later realized is Scooter Braun is in the lobby with him. And uh, Scooter is kind of like talking to a couple people in the lobby. And they say to me and maybe one other person, like, you know, this kid's going to be a star. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm sure he will be. Like, not judgmentally or not, just kind of like, okay. Like, I wish I would get out of the lobby. So I could, so I could Basically, go <laughs> like, I'm trying to go to Zaxby's, get my chicken tenders. Um, so he was like, do you want to hear me sing the little boy to me? And I am an intern. So I'm still at Ohio State. So I was probably, I was no more than like 19 or 20. Um, and he was like, do you want to hear me sing? And in my mind, I was like, no, no, I really. don't. I want to get my barbecue sauce. But yeah, I know. I just want my chicken juice and my barbecue sauce. But I was like, yeah, of course. And so he sang, and I'll never forget. I don't know why. It was just a little ditty. Something like, baby girl, you were my pearl. Da -da 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 whatever it was right. cute it was poppy i was like oh, okay he has a cute little voice three months later <laughs> i am looking at every television screen ever every laptop every whatever turning on any radio station yep and i'm like that's that cute little white boy with the little bit of soul in the lobby who sang to me pulled up in a fresh car with scooter Braun too i should have known then when i seen the car they hopped out of 
Um, which was just that amazing. Boy rich. That boy gonna that boy be rich. Super, he gonna be real rich. He got rich quick after that. But I love the story because he was, I, I hesitate to say nobody because I don't really like to say that about anybody. He wasn't known no. yet, right? It was before right. the, the blow up. And so to witness that and see that one day somebody can just be trying to make it, just be like, I'll sing to anybody who will listen. Mm-hmm. You want to hear me sing little intern lady who ain't got no power at Def Jam? You want to hear me sing Usher? And to now, it's Bieber. Like first day right. basis, you walk in, nobody has to ask any questions about who you are. It's been awesome to see that trajectory. So I'm happy for, for little Biebs and what he's become now that he's the big Biebs. Right. I love that you've been there since the very beginning. <laughs> so basically, <laughs> I, so, I'm so the you, start. I'm the seed that I, watered right. Justin Bieber's career. But I'm going to rewind <laughs> to the beginning of this podcast when I said, are you a believer? It's like you forgot that that experience I happened. Did. You were like, I did. Well, you know, I think <laughs> considering you were there before, before like, the he, gave you, he serenaded you. He did. He did. I have another story. He wasn't serenading me, but it's another story. I'll see if there's a reasonable time to bring it up. We need to talk more. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a lot of brushes with this man. He's great. He's good stuff. So anyways, that's that. I love the fact that Justin Timberlake and Usher had to like have words over Justin Bieber, right? <laughs> right. Like that was like, nah, son. And Usher right. was like, Justin was probably like, Justin B- Justin Timberlake was probably like, Usher, you already passed. And Usher was like, so? <laughs> <laughs> so? What you gonna and, do? And. and what? Listen, I think this is a good a time as any to go yeah. ahead and take a little break. Let's do it. Join us on the other side, won't you? Okay, here we are back in the vault with mm. our mains. Well, I should really say Zuri Hall's main man. Right. Justin I'm starting Bieber. to be like, let me just let yeah. me just get my little card, card carrying member of the Bieber. You might Bieber need to collective. run a club. You might need to run one. I ain't the, running no club. Now. You're gonna have we to can, run it. We can support a, a good artist. We, we I think you're gonna I mean he, he's been he has been this kind of um, personality, mm-hmm. right? Since the very beginning of his career, mm-hmm. hit after hit after hit, of course, touring all over the world, sold out tours. I remember when he can't remember he canceled the tour in the middle of the tour mm. and was like, Yeah, I gotta, I gotta Take switch time. I gotta switch my priorities up. Yep, yeah. Um, and I got some growing up to do, and I can't keep pretending the tour is gonna be the thing that fixes it. I gotta right. fix me. Uh, I always really, really respected that choice. I mean. You know, the people always say that with uh, celebrities, in particular child stars, the moment they hit it big is where they they kind of stop developmentally, you know, and it takes mm-hmm. some real work, some real maturity, some real um, uh, um, maybe even therapy yes, to get through absolutely. some of those blocks. And to um, evolve beyond the, the point where you maybe stopped being required to evolve in certain exactly. situations because you'd reached a level of fame, notoriety, re- access to resource mm-hmm. that meant, oh, I don't have to continue to, to think about things in the way that someone else does. And so it, it is understandable, honestly, when you think about yeah. it in that way. Especially, and like you said, like when you have people who are surrounding you are saying, yeah, whatever you want, yeah. whatever you want. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pink flamingo in the living room, no problem. <laughs> no problem. You want a blue flamingo, that oh, might be a little more difficult. A little tricky, a little tricky. Let's see, let me make a call. Let me make a call. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but at this point in his career, his his sound had also shifted more toward, it, right, like an R&B, almost a hip-hop influence as well. And so 
Justin Bieber joined Access Hollywood for a live sit-down interview to promote his album, Believe. And we asked him about, of course, this new shift in focus, um, what it meant for his career, and what life would have been like for him if he were never discovered. This one is interesting. Take a listen. I'm just making like great universal music that everybody can then can listen to and, and enjoy and, and it's 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 music that's not gonna be it's not gonna be faded out in ten years. It's gonna be, you know, the music that has musicality and it has that spark to it that people can listen to forever. So do you think if you were never discovered way back on YouTube, if that wasn't out there, what do you think you'd be doing? I don't know. Right now I think I'd just be like playing sports in high school, just finishing up and and going to college and but the now, music's in you, like when you see it, it's just who you... Yeah, music is just, else. I mean, it's everything that I am and what I represent, music and just um, being free and open and, and just being who you are. You think you ever would have tried out for like a Canadian Idol or, you know, Canadian maybe. X Factor I mean, or maybe. Canadian Voice? <laughs> right there. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I, I, I really, you never know what, what would have happened, but this is what my destiny is and this is what I want to do for this. Yeah, what do you I make of that, though? What do you, how, I mean, is it, what is it? Is it, is it... God's path for you is it is it a I just yeah I think that you know I'm I'm here for for a reason and you know I'm just trying to figure that that reason out and uh you know I'm I'm in a very blessed position so I only have to thank you know my family and God for helping me get here What I really do appreciate about Justin Bieber is the growth that we've mm -hmm. seen, right? Mm -hmm. The the maturing that we've seen, right? There's a there's a side to Justin Bieber you see in this, and I keep coming back to the Billie Eilish doc because it's the most recent piece of, of work mm -hmm. that he's included in, mm -hmm. right? Um, you see him deal with this this young lady in such a in such a loving and caring way. Yeah. Right? He's not popping off like he used to, and he's talking about he's he's encouraging her. Um, and he's he's tapping into what really feels like this kind of higher energy, mm -hmm. right? And that mm -hmm. he wants her to be well. He wants her to do well mm -hmm. um, and to focus on the things that matter and not the things that don't. And so mm -hmm. to hear him say, I, I want to create music that is universally effective, right. you know, affecting people and that doesn't just fade out in time. You know, he, I think he's got he got a couple. He got yeah, no, no, absolutely he does. Absolutely he does. But okay, so it, it's what's cool about this was a really revealing sit down with mm -hmm. Justin. In that same interview, he opened up about philanthropy, the ways he was giving back and staying connected, not only to his community, but communities around the world, which he doesn't really talk about because he likes to do that kind of stuff, that kind of work in private. Mm -hmm. um, but he did share a little bit about it. Listen. You're so good at giving back too. I love you. Thank like you. yeah, I love yours. it. But where does that come from? Because when you give back, I feel like it's really from the heart. Yeah, I mean, people can give back all they want and be on camera and be like, "Look what I'm doing. Look at I'm like I'm at a children's hospital. Look at the cameras. Like, hey, what's up? Look, I'm here and I'm doing it. Yeah. But it's like, for me, like my first like rule is like, you don't see you see some some footage. Um, when yeah, I some of that will get yeah, out. Some of it, of but like most of it, I'm. Like, I'm always, like, telling them to turn off the camera. So it's, like, that special moment for the kid because at the end of the day, like, that kid is, you know, sick and they're on the, in the hospital. I'm sure they don't want a camera in their face at that moment. So, I mean, it is what it is. Sometimes you let the cameras in because it helps the charity. It yeah, helps and, and, it helps, and, it, and it helps bring awareness to people. So that's why you have to, you have to let people know that this is what's going on and to 
help the charities. There's a young fan who was suffering from brain cancer in New York, and it was on Twitter, right, right here there. we go, and you, 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 you flew, right, the family in or something in Yeah, New we York? flew her to New York, and it was, it was really special. She's such a sweet kid, and she's like, uh, she's been around like adults her whole life, so like, like nurses and stuff, so she's got such an, like an old soul, and she's like so precious. What'd she say when she saw you? Basically, she's like, um, she, she thinks I'm her husband, and she <laughs> thinks we're gonna get married and live happy. Yeah, she calls herself Mrs. Bieber? Yeah, calls herself Mr. <laughs> Mrs. Bieber. She had like a whole pretend wedding with like a cutout version of me. It was really. That's no so way. She, she, she staged the wedding with the cutout thing? Yes, and they had flowers and everything go going down. And it was funny. You're a oh. good man. Again, the thing that I, I really appreciate about a young person who is committed to giving back, a young person who is committed to um, acts of philanthropy and community is that he means it, right? So of course there's Pencils of Promise, which Scooter Braun's brother, I believe, is a founder of. So that was kind of a no-brainer, mm -hmm. right? Probably even helped get that yep. off of the ground. Um, but there's his, his contributions to PETA, Charity Water, which I believe was part of the um, uh, impetus or the the inspiration behind Just Water with Jaden Smith. Yeah, uh, you know it was a it's a really cool it was a really cool way of buying something that you needed, while also gifting something you know um, that was that is so necessary. Absolutely. 2011, the earthquake and tsunami in Japan, Bieber donated proceeds from his concerts in Japan to the Japanese Red Cross. I mean, directly involved with numerous charities and organizations as we found ourselves, you know, in the middle of this mm -hmm. global pandemic, helping to aid people in need during COVID-19. So just having or just realizing, you know, that he was not only involved in those relief efforts, but so much through the years without the need necessarily to broadcast, which again is not no. necessarily a bad thing it's not you know the good work is good work whether people know about it or not so i'll never knock that but there's something to be said for when people um just do the work and let that speak for itself if somebody wants to talk about what they receive so be it but that's not what you're doing it for so it's good to see him give back because he's had such an amazing platform and been blessed with so much so him sharing that is it's is powerful really important because it, it then becomes the, it the, is. the the inspiration for other people maybe even with less you know, uh, it, mm -hmm. it helps normalize the reality that we're all in this really only together and that it's up to yep, us to help exactly each other it. out. Amen. Amen. Y'all, we are winding down this week on The Vault, but we can't talk about Justin Bieber without talking a bit about some of the controversy that surrounded him in the past. You know, you mentioned earlier, Scott, that he had his his rough chapter, you know, a few hiccups where, uh, you know, he had some, some brushes with mm -hmm. trouble and some growing pains, you know, as we all have had. Uh, we know he made a series of mistakes starting in 2012 that led to his arrest in 2014. Justin actually opened up about his actions and the steps that he took to make amends in this 2015 interview with us. Check this out. It actually was my life. Like it wasn't really like, it was like, oh, they think I'm this. It was like, that's what I was doing. And I was really in a weird place. And it was honestly because I was in the industry so young and you have so many people that you lean on and trust as a young person. And Coming into the industry, you think, like, I just didn't have my guard up. So I got my heart broken a bunch of times. And then... By friends or...? By friends, people in the industry. So then after a while, I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to open up to people anymore. I'm just going to be guarded and just, like, 
So I was really about myself for a while. And then it just got to a point where I was looking in the mirror. I was so unhappy. I was so lonely. felt so alone. And uh, it was because I was so closed off to everyone, even my friends. I was just like, I can't trust anybody. So I started just acting out, um, just doing whatever I wanted to do and feeling like I was invincible. Self-destructing a little bit? Just, yeah, feeling like I was invincible. So how do you get that back together? How do you get that, how do you stop um, that? So something clicked, something, I don't know, one morning something clicked and I was like, yo, this is not me. And there's something that I have to do to like, so I reached out to some people I really know care about me and who happened to be in the church. And they brought me in, I stayed with their family for a couple months and uh, literally just did regular stuff. Hung out with their family, ate dinner with them. Yeah, it was really special. It's not your last screw up, whatever it was, you know, no. I mean, you're 21 years old. I'm going to keep messing up. So what's, yeah, so what's the, you know, what's the outlook from, you forgive now yourself just, and. Yeah, of course, but you have to just like, give it all you got. If you're not giving it all you got, you're just cheating yourself. But if you give it all you got and you mess up, that's life, dude. Things are going to happen that's, that are unexpected. I really loved hearing him talk about not just that journey and growing up. One, he was a mm -hmm. superstar at 15, 16 years old. Think about all the dumb stuff you've done, the dumb stuff I've done in high school, college, and beyond. And on the smallest of scales in comparison, when you have, like we mentioned, so much access to so much stuff and so many yes men, it's easy for a grown man to mess up. I'm talking like middle age, old, whatever. So to be 15 and not know anything about anything really yet because mm -hmm. you're 15 and suddenly have so much at your fingertips, um, it kind of makes a lot of sense not to excuse it, but it, it, it isn't surprising to think that he went through that, but it is good to hear him own up to those mistakes. There were certainly mm -hmm. mistakes um, and to hear him uh, feeling remorse for them because that's it. The biggest thing is learning those lessons. Um, it's interesting to hear him talk about finding his spirituality too now, right? Because in that interview, it's, it's from the chapter where he is sort of evolving into the Justin that we mm -hmm. pretty much know now. Um, talks about finding his church friends. That's where my other Justin story comes in. I ended up sitting next to him at church and I was like, who is this dude singing all the songs, adding all these little runs? You're to the, gonna get to enough of not recognizing Justin Bieber, okay? <laughs> it happened in the lobby. It was just now at, at church. <laughs> Listen. I was, one of my friends at St. BC, I sat down and I was like, this dude next to me can blow. Like he is singing. And he was just like, praise the Lord. And I was just like, who's this dude singing like that? Just because he was going in. He was like right. giving a little concert. But just to himself, he was really in the zone and he was just praising worshiping. So now my question is, when you realized it was him, were you like, boy, you done really grown up. You remember me from the from the lobby in Atlanta? Dude, look at you. Huh? Sing that song you said to me that one time. Come on, 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 come on. Come on. Give me that little song. <laughs> I was like, oh, snap, that's Bieber. Because um, the voice started to sound familiar, honestly. Right. The more he sang, I was like, okay, something about this dude is this. Um, but no, but it's, it's been great to see his evolution yes, spiritually. That has been the and thing. And obviously that's a big part of, yeah, him and um, Haley's connection, right? They got married in September of 2018. They've been public about the fact they were like waiting, right? Were they like, doing abstinence I feel like, thing? I, I, I feel like what they, what yeah. they were... were without knowing too much of the, their, their personal commitment um, in, in their agreement to get married, right? Or in their understanding to get married. I do believe that they were both very open about wanting to do it right. And wanting to, to and not necessarily right by like the Bible or right by um, uh, an American 
standard or you know the yeah but like right by them they want they wanted to do this in a way that was respectful to what they both wanted to achieve as a couple right in a marriage yeah. and so i thought it was really i th i remember feeling like they are way too young they are too young mm -hmm. they're mm -hmm. too young and mm -hmm. popping for this and what yeah. so far and i don't want to say so far like i'm waiting for them to fail because i'm certainly not i am actually rooting for them seeing them together Same. is a different thing than seeing them on instagram or but it's also kind of the same thing they are so they are so loving and kind and patient with one another um that it is kind of like a i don't want to say it's like an inspiration but it is it is something that's like wow that's they have found that thing you know that i think a lot of yeah. young people in particular search for they found it yeah. And I think when you, when you know, you know, and they're clearly committed to living a certain lifestyle, one that I respect. And they're both particularly mm -hmm. together. I agree with you. Feel very well adjusted and down to earth. Haley is literally the sweetest ever. human ever. Every time that I've interacted with her, I'm just like, good guy. Mm -hmm. She's just so nice. She's just kind. Um, and I think she adds a really great balance to him. And that is commentary just from the public perspective of kind of how mm -hmm. they present themselves as a, a unit to the world. And it's interesting that you say, you know, you thought, oh, they're too young. When I think about some of my friends, I did oh, yeah. think that for some friends. Midwest, friends we do it all the time. Really, some of them. Yeah, so in the Midwest, you don't even got to believe in God. You just bored. You ain't got nothing to do. Get you married. Like, might as well just put a ring on something. <laughs> and get married. Something. But I had <laughs> just do it. But I have friends who also decided to get married early because of their mm -hmm. their Christian upbringing. We were always the same. And um, I do think at a certain point, if you've decided I want a lifetime partnership, I want monogamy, I want to build commitment and I want those roots to run deeply, then at a certain point when you find that person, you just do it. And so it's interesting because juxtaposed against um, Hollywood, really Hollyweird, it makes Haley and odd. Justin's lifestyle choice mm -hmm. seem odd or different when really they're saying, no, I, I see what I have in front of me. I want to commit to it forever. And nothing about that should be strained mm -hmm. or off-putting to anyone else. And really their late twenties, you know, I, I had a lot of friends who got married in their mid to late twenties. So I'm certainly rooting for them and, and wishing them the best. I'm happy yeah. to see them happy. It's, and, and I said, they found that thing. And I, you know, you and I have had this conversation about being more intentional about what you say and trying your best to mean what you say. I don't mean that they found mm -hmm. that thing. They're building that thing. They found each other mm -hmm. and decided let's build this thing together. And it's, it is really neat, I think, to see two young people in particular say, yeah, let's, let's do this. Now, granted, they're rich right. and famous. That'll, so it definitely don't, you know, <laughs> uh, it, it definitely is easier to build on some things when you got some things already, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it is, it is, um, I, I do, I do root for Justin. You know, he's got this, uh, depending on when this, when you're listening to this, He's got an album due out that, you know, there's a new album, there's new music. I'm, I'm interested to see where he is with that, where his head is musically. Musically. Um, yeah, because he definitely is one that puts it in the music, that puts it in the music. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. listen, it's, it's crazy to think it's only been a little over 10 years since our introduction to Justin Bieber. Uh, I mean, for Zuri Hall, it was, uh, you know, maybe more like <laughs> 10 and yeah, a half, maybe closer 10 to 11, half. 12 years. Um, 
Y'all wouldn't know that new Biebs back when I was on that new Biebs. <laughs> but she had the Bieber fever before we even knew what it was. Okay, what we're not gonna do is make Zuria. I didn't have anybody's fever. fever. Not that that's a bad thing. I just met the, the mm-hmm. at the time then boy. She, then she stalked him at <laughs> church. Man, I don't, I listen, it was a Lord's house. <laughs> Mm, mm, mm. Thank y'all so much for joining us this episode of The Vault by Access Hollywood. I'm Scott Evans. And I'm Zuri Hall. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Google, Amazon, anywhere you listen to podcasts, we're there. And we'll see you on the next one. The Vault by Access Hollywood is hosted by Scott Evans and Zuri Hall, produced by Access Hollywood Digital's Jenny Depper and Rebecca Zamer, and Digital Media Management's Grant Rudder, Audrey Povar, and Ryan Middledorf, and Trey Boudet. Join us next week when we open up that vault again for more iconic celebrity interviews and all things entertainment. Rate, subscribe, and share.